We all know Lenovo. That's one of the biggest um, PC vendors in the world right now. Especially here in the U.S., the Chinese company has been around for decades. But many people don't actually know um, that, in my opinion, Lenovo inherited the best. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to Brands Tech Discussions. This is Episode 7, and let's get to it. So while um, we, we all know, well, should I say, if you look it up, while we all know that um, November 1984 is when Lenovo was born um, in Beijing, China, we're actually going to go a step further. So instead, we're going to start off with the 1980s computer revolution. So just not too long um, prior, IBM, uh, Microsoft, and Intel released the IBM PC, International Business Machines Personal Computer. Um, with this being said, IBM um, created the hardware, Microsoft created the software, and Intel created the internals of the hardware, um, almost making like a triple alliance, but yet each of them, of course, contributing to their own part. However, as companies such as Compaq um, came to be and reverse engineered the IBM PC, companies like IBM were no longer needed. Despite that, IBM continued um, to live on. And they continued making um, and developing personal computers for years on forward, um, even continuing into the early 2000s. But in, in the 1990s, um, they attempted to um, reinvigorate themselves in the personal computer market, despite that IBM's actually more so been an enterprise and business-based company. We'll come back to that in a later um, in the in a few minutes, but um, but they formed an alliance with Microsoft's competitors, Apple and uh, Motorola, um, to form the AIM Apple IBM Motorola Alliance. And this was probably one of the weirdest alliances yet, as they were all frenemies of your enemy, um, and so. They didn't necessarily like each other, but they bonded together to essentially get rid of Microsoft uh, and technically Intel's work, I mean, IBM's work. So, of course, as you all can expect, the whole thing was a downfall. With the exception of the PowerPC processor, the entire thing was primarily a loss. Um, and while IBM themselves continued to use the PowerPC processors, they were simply no match um, for other Windows computers running Intel-based processors. And, um, but however, IBM had lost such a significant influence within the market um, to companies who essentially took IBM's ideas and reverse engineered it, such as Compaq, which then merged with um, HP to make it even, um, Hewlett Packard to make it even bigger HP. Um, dot com boomers such as Dell um, increased, and so the competition was just very wide for IBM. Meanwhile, Lenovo um, had just entered the computer market not too long ago, um, and they were they weren't necessarily at the top of the list, but they were getting there, and they were a rather respected company, um, for what it's worth. However, by the time that um, 2005 rolled around, um, 
IBM, I mean, well, Lenovo um, already had one of the best-selling computers, um, you know, in China. And a lot of, like I said, IBM had lost so much by this point, but they were still at the top of the market. Um, But it was just barely um, with their ThinkPad and other Think-related lines. And by 2005... Um, IBM more or less gave um, IBM, sorry, in around 2005, IBM more or less gave Lenovo um, their PC business simply because they want to return back to the enterprise and consumer, I mean, enterprise and business market that they had um, been essentially a dominant force of um, for for, um, essentially almost a century. Um, and that, and while it wasn't necessarily a surprise, and it was a pretty big acquisition, um, for Lenovo, Lenovo almost essentially continued simply what IBM did. Um, in fact, even continued to brand the, um, the ThinkPad and ThinkCenter lines, um, with IBM tags for a few years before Lenovo had a rip off your IBM sticker day and celebrated that it was the Lenovo ThinkPad um, and Lenovo ThinkCenter, the ThinkPad being a business laptop, while the ThinkCenter was a business um, desktop computer. Um, but this continued on for several um, for several years, and IBM um, more or less gave Lenovo even more as time progressed. And they kept the Think line, um, essentially for just stuff that they had acquired from IBM. And later in 2012, I believe, um, Lenovo had also acquired um, in IBM's giant consumer server-based um, business, which they, I believe, named um, Think Server, um, if I remember correctly. And like I said, most of this stuff was truly because um, of Lenovo's growing influence. And if you actually look at the um, the PC vendor list, Lenovo more or less took IBM's place on that list and continued to grow as a part of it. Um, and not saying that Len- Lenovo was not good on their own, but certainly this was a major influence. And because IBM was such a well-respected company, they were able to take on that responsibility. However, they did face some certain legal issues, such as from the U.S. government, because Lenovo is a China-based company as opposed to IBM, which is an American company. And so the U.S. government did have a little bit of an issue, such as with allowing, still allowing ThinkPads to be on the International Space Station, um, as they did not want a foreign competitor to be placed there. But aside from that... A lot of um, was a lot of IBM um, IBM influence still truly um, lay within Lenovo, and it truly has been an integral part of Lenovo. And as they've grown with Lenovo using their um, idea brand for their um, consumer products and continuing with IBM's legacy of um, business related products. Um, Lenovo's continuing that under the Think brand that they had acquired from them. And it's truly such a testament to say that partnerships can work so much 
uh, so well. And it felt like almost a passing of a torch to a new generation from IBM to Lenovo, one legend to another, which funny because Lenovo actually used to be called a legend in 1984. Um, but, but that I think is the major big player as a part of um, what Lenovo is and how it's consumed. I mean, how it's, um, computer market truly evolved from from that major acquisition. It truly inherited that, um, as there truly is no other way to put it, especially with the transition that between IBM and Lenovo um, of their brand, with it at first being um, IBM only, then IBM with Lenovo branding, and then truly now just being Lenovo. And so I truly think that the Fink brands have evolved in that sense and like I said, it truly does to me feel like a more so passing of the torch than a ibm giving up on consumers and that's the first major way that i believe that lenovo has inherited the best and i think in the second major part that i believe that lenovo had inherited it's in the form of smartphones so microsoft and that Sorry, not Microsoft. Lenovo has been in the smartphone market um, on their own since at least 2012, um, doing their best to be a true major player within the smartphone industry. And they even own some smaller brands um, such as um, XZUK. Um, and they've also had partnerships with um, NEC and many other um, smaller companies. Um, to be able to grow that their smartphone brand. However, then we go then go to Motorola Mobility. So the company, the legendary company Motorola had split in early 2011 um, due to having almost conflicting interest with one side of Motorola wanting to do more enterprise while the other one wanting to do more consumer. So they split with um, Motorola Solutions being the legal successor um, and continuing to do enterprise while Motorola Mobility, which is the one we're focusing on, um, is the one with consumer. And so I'm just going to refer to it as Motorola for the rest of the podcast. But but Google and, um, acquired Motorola in order to save it from bankruptcy um, in about 2012. And a part of this was also so that way Google could cheaply acquire all of the patents that were um, associated with Motorola as they had invented the cell phone back in 1973. Um, but that's a story for another time. And with that being said, it was, it was a very interesting time for smartphones back then where we had various numerous competitors, numerous competitors, sorry, um, we had Android, um, as far as operating systems, we've had Android, iOS, BlackBerry OS, um, Windows. I believe we're at Windows Phone at that point, um, just ent- leaving from Windows Mobile. Um, we've had Symbian come to a close, Amigo. Um, we've had so many different smartphone operating systems, let alone many brands underneath it. And... Motorola was truly finding its place within the Android atmosphere at that time. And so for Google, that was a major win 
um, in regards to that. And Lenovo tried their hardest to get into the, um, like, truly get into the telecommunications field, and they just simply couldn't. Um, there were just so many different factors, and especially starting off as a relatively newish brand. I know 1984 is not necessarily new, but as far as the being in the mobile field that, you know, they couldn't really just come on in. And, and despite that, Lenovo was actually able to acquire Motorola Mobility from Google back in 2014, just only two years after Google had bought it. Now, Google had bought it, um, for a record of $12.5 billion. And Lenovo was able to buy it from Google for just $2.91 billion. The reason for that is because Google did not sell the patents that were associated with Motorola that were worth billions to um, for them. And they also kept the Google ATEC, um, the Project Aura division, um, which was making a modular smartphone. I believe I also talked about this in a previous podcast. So if you want to listen to that, um, that is here, but, but that, but with Lenovo being able to acquire such a legacy, um, you know, such a legacy and rich brand, that was like a major win for them. And so originally Lenovo had intended on, um, on simply using the recognition and switching it to where they were Lenovo, um, smartphones with either the Moto or um, Vibe brands. Um, when Vibe is the um, one of the mini brands that Lenovo had used, um, along with Leafone, Ideaphone, and several others. But, um, but yeah, and so with that being said, um, I said, this was truly remarkable for them. But unfortunately, because Motorola has such a strong base, um, we have, they were simply just unable to, to do this transition (laughs) into that. And so they ended up scrapping it and instead decided um, to um, switch their own stuff to the Motorola brand and just do and almost dual brand it as Motorola by Lenovo. This sits better with fans. I, I mean, I keep saying fans as if it's a TV show, but this sits better with the general audience um, of Motorola customers. However, um, as far as Lenovo, it, 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 I know for them, this is not their ideal situation, but it's one that works well for them. And Motorola continues to be a very relevant brand in that case um, when it comes to smartphones. Simply thanks to Motorola, um, Motorola's influence, Lenovo continues to be um, a big brand in that case. And this truly just reiterates the fact that Google, uh, Motorola, Lenovo, oh my gosh, I can't think of companies now, but Lenovo truly has like inherited the best. And this just really comes to show it. And it's just interesting how this is how it uh, turns out, you know, with both IBM and uh, Motorola's influence. It's truly been like an interesting ride for Lenovo. 
overall, Lenovo has truly made its mark um, on the American and worldwide markets um, for their technological innovations. But it's just important to note that a lot of it is truly thanks to their amazing acquisitions and um, and the great um, set of skills and assets that have been given to them over the course of the um, of the several decades that they have existed. Um, there, of course, are other major big acquisitions, um, like and legacy continues, um, if you want to call it that, um, with Lenovo as well, such as their acquisition of um, Jitsu's market um, and several other ones that definitely are pretty prominent. But these were just the main two that I believed truly made its mark for Lenovo and really made it the company that it is today. But with that being said, that is it for today's um, podcast episode. I want to thank each and every one of you for listening today, and I'll catch you all later. Have a wonderful day and stay safe, everyone. See you all next time.